Hey everybody, it's another edition of Trace Table Talks. Today's topic, we are talking about grand families, grandparents, grandmothers, poppies, nanas, nannies, omas, bubbas, bibis, chima, little mama, all these things. <laughs> uh, big daddy, poppy. Papa, all of these beautiful names that we call grandparents. And so not only is there, there seems to be a, a certain different love that these grandparents give their grandchildren, because I tell you, I would tell my dad when he was with us, like, are you understanding the difference of how you're treating this child, my, my child, your granddaughter versus how you did with me? That would never flown if it was me when I was your child. And he's like, well, you're my daughter. It's different. It's my granddaughter. So there's a special love that many grandparents have for their children. And because of that love, many grandparents and other relatives like aunts, uncles, cousins, sisters, and brothers even are caring for children when their biological parents aren't able to do, particularly in foster care. So we call that relative care. And I think sometimes it's referred to as kinship care. So there's always a constant ask for relative care when children are in out-of-home care. Um, and it just shows that it just does better for the child to be with their bio parents or at least somebody, or bio family, excuse me. And um, that search will continue a lot of times until they can find a family or until they've exhausted everything. I know I've we've had children where they have gone out of state to an aunt um, or to a grandparent out of state, or maybe that that um, uncle said, right now I can't take these kids, but then they'll try again another year. Now uncle's ready to take on the children. But the Department of Children, Youth, and Families really um, will do their best to try to search for a child's biological family to place with them and also provide resources to those families um, so they can become relative placement for the kiddos as well as get license for those specific children and get all the benefits that that child needs to stabilize their placement while they're with their relatives. So some benefits to relative care is it minimizes the child's trauma. It preserves the cultural identity and increases placement stability, which that in itself, when you can have a child stable in their placement, helps with their emotional health, their physical health, because now they're getting hopefully regular uh, visits to the doctor, you know, dental, uh, therapist, medication management, all of that improves behavioral outcomes and also promotes sibling ties. Um, we have a family who at there's quite a few kids and at different times, each one of those children have been in our care in each one of our houses, which is kind of sad, but it is what it is. And I do know that one of the children perhaps is going to their bio mom and another one's going like to an aunt or something like that. But again, at least they are kind of able to stay close together and keep those sibling ties, even if they're going to be not living in the same house, but they'll still be connected in this case. So that's why relative care is so important. There's a lot of grandparents who are taking care of their, ch their, grand their children's children because of various issues, whether it's mental health, um, issues and or drug abuse that is happening with these children. 
Statistics are showing us here that over 35,000 people in Washington state are caring for a relative's child. And some of you listening may be caring for a relative's child or at some point have cared for a relative's child. Hopelessness increased the further for you separated from their family. So, you know, they're already frustrated not being with their family. And when they can't be with their bio family for whatever reason, now their hopelessness is even more uh, increased, which means that maybe depression, anxiety, all these things kind of set in. But compared to living with parents, hopelessness was 3.0 times higher for youth in relative care and then four point times higher for youth in foster care. So there is a difference where um, the children that are with their relatives, they're, they, they're a little bit more hopeful than children that are placed with those who are not related to them. Feeling unsafe and harassment increased the further youth were separated from their family. So the more they were youth, they were separated from the family, that unsafe feeling, that instability, the emotional instability, the, again, here we go with anxiety, depression, um, all these things that can amp up all these other behaviors just because they're not staying with relative care. Youth in kinship care or relative care were 2.9 times more likely to experience harassment because of race. Youth in foster care were 7.9 times more likely to experience harassment because of race. So again, when a child can see and live with someone who looks like them culturally, not just not just race as far as color, you know, African-American to an African-American family, but even mannerisms. I was talking to one of our kiddos who found their birth, birth family and was like, oh my God, I look so much like them. And it was just amazing for them to experience that, to have that, you know, to be able to, to put that all together. And so now there's the possibility because sometimes these kids do find their own, you know, now you got Facebook, social media and all this other stuff. Um, sometimes they do find their bio family. And then sometimes they may reach out to a cousin and say, hey, I'm your cousin's child. And then they develop a relationship. And next thing you know, they're moving in with the cousin. And it's a great situation. Of course, again, we do, the Department of Children and Youth Families are going to do their due diligence to ensure that it's a safe placement for the child. Um, but it's definitely, if safe and a great place, it helps the child in so many, many ways to be placed with relatives, um, grandmothers and all nieces, uncles, all those people. All right. So we we encourage you, if you're listening to this right now and you have a child who, you know, middle of the night, they called you and said, hey, your sister's children, we picked them up. Um, and you know that you, your child, your sister may have had some battling drugs or something like that. You know, take on those children, even temporarily, but take on those children and be an advocate for yourself and those children and reach out to a child placement agency, reach out to JMC. We pride ourselves ourselves in really helping our and supporting our foster families with children um, that we place with them where there's relative care as well. And we will encourage you to become a foster parent who is licensed for their relatives. And why would you do that again? Because, and, and again, the, the restrictions are, they're a little less, they're, they're trying to come down a little bit on that. Sometimes they uh, would ha hold the same standard, but they're kind of loosening up on some um, requirements, if you will, for relatives who have, uh, who are going to have their uh, relatives place, relative children placed with them. So we encourage you to, to go through that process because again, you may get that cousin who you don't know what kind of trauma this child is seeing. 
So they may need mental health health therapy. They may need occupational therapy. They may need some other support services and you can't do it on your own. So that's why it's so good to let the Department of Children Youth license you so that you can get those benefits. And of course, there is some reimbursed financial reimbursement for that, but it's most of all where you can get those support services to help you care for that child or children in your placement. All right. So again, we are thankful to all the grand families and there's so many of you who are taking care of children or maybe you've even adopted children who were your sons, who are technically your grandchildren or your niece or nephew, things like that. We commend you on that. We encourage others to become relative foster parents. All right. We are moving into our live segment. So stick around for more. We are going to actually talk to a grandmother who adopted her grandchildren. So stay tuned and check us out. So I have a wonderful, wonderful guest coming on today. Um, her name is Deborah Fain. And we're going to be talking about grand families and specifically her who um, she actually adopted her grandkids, which in our table talk topic is about relative care, which is a huge, huge need and kind of push, if you will, for DCYF, where we really are encouraging families to foster their relatives. All right. So I'm so excited to have you on. We are talking about relative care and I was sharing with them how you adopted your biological grandchildren. And so we talked about, you know, just kind of tell us the backstory and what led up to you adopting your grandchildren. All right. So what happened in my case? So, um, Darius came home from the military. He was joined the military, my only son. He joined the military and he got out because his girlfriend was pregnant. She was at the time 16 years old. Mm -hmm. um, she stayed with me and everything. And so when he got out, he came home and everything. And she was not in a state to keep the baby. So the state had given Darius custody of Jaden King. Darius was living with me. And so, um, I was there uh, taking care of my Darius. He was 17, eight, no, he was eight, eight, just turned 18. Mm -hmm. So taking care of him and the baby. And so then he decided, you know, I said, okay, I'll help you until you get on your feet. And so he went on to get on his feet. Long story short, my mom passed. Jaden King was born April the 14th, 2013. My mom passed. Uh, May the 15th, 2013. So he was basically came there once my mom. So I didn't get a chance to grieve for my mom. So all that was been taking care of him. Wow. So he lived with me from the time he was six months all the way up until now he's nine years old. Wow. So I have been taking care of him all the time where his mom was doing her thing. I've never been an um, active part of his life. Mm -hmm. Darius, my son, had been in and out. But basically, I've been caring for him all the time. Mm -hmm. um, going through trying to adopt him and everything, the mom gave up custody. Darius signed over his rights and uh, made me the um, gave me guardianship of him while he was trying to get himself together. Mm -hmm. So he's been with me mm -hmm. um, all the time. So, like I said, I love all kids, and I was just raising and raising them, and he was mine. He was my support. He mm -hmm. was there 
when I needed him, somebody to, you know, just to bond to, mm -hmm. um, to get through the grief of my mom. So, um, yeah. So Jaden King, he was with me, like I said, all that time. And then I said, okay, enough. You know, I started doing foster care all while he was here. I'm like, cause I love kids and taking mm -hmm. care of kids. I'm like, I'm doing foster care, taking care of other people's kids. You know, Darius not getting his stuff together. Dana's mom is not getting their stuff together, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not getting anything from the state to care for him and mm. everything. And I don't have those rights to him. So if I want to go out of town and take him with me, mm, or whatever I want point. to do, I still have to go through the biological parent mm, to uh -huh. get permission in order to do that. So it has its ups and downs just being there taking care of your grandchildren or anybody's kids for mm -hmm. that matter. Mm -hmm. um, without it being through the courts. So I couldn't do that, couldn't take him. So I said, hey, um, why can't I adopt him, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so so I can have those rights. Darius willingly gave up his rights. Mom gave up her rights and said, yes, you know, um, you're the best thing for him, best person in his life, and you've been here all the time. Mm -hmm. So the adoption for him was really easy because the parents agreed to it. That's good. On the other hand, um, and so, Jay, like I said, he's nine now. He's been with me for eight years and six months. Uh -huh. So with Kyrene, my granddaughter, Darius's oldest daughter, she was with her mom. Him and her mom split up. She was with her mom. She had a lot of other, had other kids. And she just did not want to be active in her life and everything anymore. And so she had given her to her godmom. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, why is that? She lied and told me that she was in town. I gave her clothes, did everything for Kyrene, giving her stuff. She had us thinking that Kyrene was here. Mm -hmm. Only to find out she had sent her off to California mm. to be with a god mom. I'm like, oh, no. That is not okay. <laughs> I'm a witness you know, that's of that, yeah. Baby. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's my firstborn granddaughter, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm ready to take care of other people's kids. Even while I had Jaden King, before I knew Kyrene was gone, I still was doing foster care. Right. And I'm like, no, my baby's not going to get in a whole other state. Pandemic came and all of that. And I'm like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. no I want my baby here. So I went through the course and everything said, hey, you know, my granddaughter is gone. She don't need to be out of state. I need my baby here. Yes. So um, went through the course and they um, told the mom that she couldn't send her out of state and had to get her back here. Mom didn't want to do that. Then mom said, okay, well, I will give you, if you go and get her, then you can Get her, you can have custody of her. I'm like, okay, fine. So I flew my little self right on to California. <laughs> got my baby. The godmom, we're really good friends and all of that. Now she's very active in Kyrie's life. And That's awesome. You know, but we just want what was best for her. Yes. You know, she's my granddaughter, my firstborn granddaughter. I need her too. Right, you know? right. Yeah. And so, yeah, so um, after they gave me signed over to custody i went in they was making it difficult at the time when i was originally trying to adopt Jaden king was like um five five years ago mm -hmm. and then um, they was like well you can do it on your own then it got to the point where you have to have an attorney to do it because if you try to do it yourself you know um there's a lot of hiccups and you just be wasting your money and time so hire an attorney so what happened is after I got Kyrene, I went head on and did the adoption for both of them at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it made it a lot easier. They cut the costs and everything. And because of pandemic, it went so smooth. That's awesome. And they did everything. They did it virtual. 
um, virtual. We didn't even have to go in because everything was signed off. That's and so I'm awesome. like, okay. So and they did it. It became final on Good Friday, um, 2021. Yes. Yeah, it came through on Good Friday. And so, um, yeah. They called me, I'm Nanina. All my grandbabies called me Nina. Uh -huh. For them, I'm the, they said, I'm Nanima. I got both roles. They're my grandbabies and they're my babies. Yes. And I can take them when I want to go. They can come. But like I said, the only difference, you know, like I said, um, the hard part about it is when you're taking relative care of your um, kids or whoever, your niece, nephew, whoever it is that you're doing the relative care for, it just makes it difficult when you're traveling because I like to travel, mm -hmm. have fun, and go. So when you're taking those kids out of state, it's difficult if you don't have the correct paperwork mm -hmm. to take them. Mm -hmm. And then the parents were saying, I got to a point where um, at first before the adoption went through, um, some parents try to use the kids as a pawn. Well, you know, as long as you're giving me this, then you can get the key, you can have the child. My baby, give me my baby back, and mm -hmm. you know, want to mm. take them and do all. No, and mm -hmm. then I don't have to say until I adopted them or until everything was in writing through the court saying that I have temporary custody pending the um, adoption mm -hmm. that they could come and get them and take them and do this and do that or go. Wow. Them. No. Mm -hmm. No, but that's my child. They call the cops. The cops came and say, hey, it's his child. Nothing we can do, but you have to give him to him mm -hmm. or her or whatever so it's very important that you do that paperwork have that paperwork backing it up because that's good that's good they love it that's good so has your parenting style changed since mothering your children and then now mothering your grandchildren oh yes <laughs> <laughs> like i say Ron is what 36 Darius is 28 so 36, 28, and now I got a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. Parenting feels different a lot. Because back then, we can whoop them, we can pop them in the mouth. Right. Them them. Right. <laughs> well, I didn't pop them in the mouth, but yeah. But mm -hmm. we can't do all of that now. Right. So you, you know, the parenting skills changed a lot because the times have changed. Right. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, I'm a lot more easy, or I won't say easy, uh -huh. but... Uh, <laughs> It's different with them because I give them more leeway. Uh -huh. That's my first. Mm -hmm. and nobody, there's no book on how to parent mm -mm. that gives you that. It comes with experience, and you just have to work through the flaws. Right. Know? Especially in this different race, and a girl and a boy. Right. And everything. So with them, it was just figuring it out. Right. So now with them, I I I know that okay. Well, I don't have to. Um, for the, yeah, say for instance, for the boy potty training, I know that I have to take him, I have to get to see, I have to do this. So right. It's a lot different, you know. Mm -hmm. um, the styles have changed because of the rules, laws have changed. But um, mm -hmm. as That's... far as disciplining them, and um, yeah, I'm just a little, I talk to them more uh -huh. and everything because come to find out a lot of times we yelling and fussing at the kids. But I got to sit down and talk to them and explain to them why this, mm -hmm. why that, why not. Right. Let them know that their voice do matter. Right. You know, I can't get to the point that it's my way to highway. I pay the bills. Are you going to do, 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 do? You know, yeah, I do pay the bills and it is my rules, but I need to explain to them why it's important that they do this and, and not that. That's and good. Everything, so so uh, somebody had a question before you came on asking about boundaries how have you set boundaries when it comes to their bio parents 
And then you as their parent, how have you set those boundaries with your own son and, and their mothers? Okay. My, how I set the boundaries prior to the adoption coming. Be, be, or even now. Became, well, before it became legal, before they was adopted, you know, um, it was a little difficult, like I said, because they literally had rights to the child. Okay. They can take them and come. But I got to the point where I told them, I'm not going to be your babysitter. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't just come drop them off because you want to go party. Now it's the weekend and I'm supposed to take care of the kids or you want to go do this or you want to go do that. No. You know? mm -hmm. So I have to let them know either I'm going to take care of them. These are my rules. You know, when they're in my house, these are my rules. Right. You don't can't come in my house and say you can do this or they can't do that. No, this is my house. Mm -hmm. I have rules here. Right. Um, the boundaries. Another way I said the boundaries is that, um, yeah, um, you can't just take them any time of the night mm -hmm. or when you want to. I have plans. If you want them, you can say, "Look, mom, um, I got this coming up this weekend. Is it okay? Do you have any plans for Jada King or Kyrie Nae uh -huh. or whoever?" And and so I would like to get them. If you don't have any plans for them this time and that, okay, you can come and pick them up at this time. I want you to have them back at this time because this is their bedtime. Mm -hmm. You know. So I set those boundaries like that. Um, this is what can happen and what can't happen. Mm -hmm. We're not doing this. You know, we got, this is how it is here. You right. Come get them at this time. They have to know because they will play you as if you just a babysitter. Right. <laughs> the babysitter. They will take them and they will drop them off. They will come when they want to and everything. And then I expect you to have them back at a certain time because I build my schedule around the time I say, I know I got to be back home at this time mm -hmm. because I'm expecting them to come back. You just have to be bold and firm in your standing mm -hmm. and not allow them to let you be a crutch for them as a crutch babysitter. Mm. So they will, they will try to use you as just a babysitter mm -hmm. or try to manipulate you and say, hey, well, you can get them this time only if you do this, you know, or mm. some of them let you keep them um, it got to the point with some of them with my other grandkids. I don't have that. I'm having adopted where the parents will get to the point where, when it's time for them to get the benefits, and they and the parent and the child have to be there for the state to come in. Oh, I need my child back. Oh, now, you can have them all the other time. They want to grab them for the benefits, so they use the child as a pawn for benefits. It was for me. It's not about benefits. It's not about anything. Right. I take care of my children or any kids that I take care of, whether I'm getting paid for it or not, because that's the spirit and that's my calling. That's my gifting. That's good. But yeah, you, you can't allow the parents to do that because they will try you. Right. <laughs> Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. That's great. The person that asked it, Gail, she said good info. So she was the one that asked that question. So last question for you, and I certainly appreciate your time. What are some challenges and some wins that you've had in just kind of raising children again? And how has it affected your life? Oh, my ch challenges in the way as well. They keep me young. I am 60 years young. Yes. Um, <laughs> They keep me moving. They keep me going. They give me life. They really mm, do. That's they awesome. They really give me life. Then it's to the point where I'm like, when I first got them, I said, when I got J.D. King, I said, okay, I got one. Now I got two. You know, <laughs> then when you're single and everything, you're like, okay, I'm a whole package deal. Right, I right. One suitcase. I got a pink suitcase and a blue suitcase. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a whole package deal. But, um, yeah, they give me life. They keep me young. Um. Oh, what else? What else? What are my babies? Those are my babies. What was the question again? The, the, any challenges and wins? And I think you, okay, yeah. The challenges is, well, um, 
I thought I was going to be living my best life at, <laughs> when I was 50 some years old, you uh -huh. know, uh, but only to find out my best life, which could have been the death of me, was I thought was my best life. My wow. My best life is with these kids. Wow. And keeping me grounded and keeping me focused and keeping me where I am spiritually, uh -huh. mentally, and physically. Um, leaving the right paths, trying to set a good example for them. Mm -hmm. um, challenges? Not really challenges because I'm truly blessed. I tell uh -huh. everybody I'm God's favorite. Right. Because <laughs> um, I am truly blessed. Um, costs more when I'm trying to travel or go somewhere. Right. Because I have three tickets now. Or if I want some alone time, I have to get a babysitter now, somebody to watch my children for me. So, uh -huh. but that's just life. I mean, that's part of raising kids. That's so right. It's not really, for me, it's not really a challenge. I don't really have challenges. That's good. I don't really have challenges. Mm -hmm. Because I really enjoy and I love my babies. Yes. Because if they were, if I, if I hadn't adopted them, they would be over here also. I got, I'm just Nina. I have a lot of Nina babies. Right. My kids are going to be here no matter what. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But I don't, I don't have any real challenges. Only thing I can say, they brought me real life i love joy. it joy um yeah keeping me young because i would um and i don't know what i would be doing if they wasn't here i can't so imagine you not having the energy you already have so wow so i mean i've known deborah for a very long time and so everything she's saying is exactly true her kids are so polite they're just honest she keeps them busy respectable children respectful children you know of course kids are going to be kids and then i'll also add that she has one of our kiddos with her right now and she's not licensed for this this child but they just fell in love with each other and she let this child move into her home and she's been there for the last couple of months and things are going well and 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 she'll let her stay even when she turns 18 if that's what she desires but she's there to mentor her and to guide her and that goes back to just this being her calling so i want to say thank you for your time and uh, we appreciate all of it okay thank you so much deborah Thanks everybody Anybody for joining us. Yeah, that would be fine. Because, yeah, because they probably have some other stuff, other questions. I have no problem with answering. I love what I do. I love my kiddos and I love all kids. I love everybody. I just, oh, yeah. Yeah, she love everybody, really. And a girl can cook, too. All right. Love you, girl. <laughs> Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Let me see. All right. All right. Okay. So. Thank you guys for joining us. That was Deborah, the amazing Deborah Fain, who is uh, a grandmother who adopted her grandchildren. And you heard some of that. If you missed it, uh, check us out a little early. We had a little troubles getting started, but we are uh, we had a great conversation with her. Thank you to everybody that came in. You can inbox her at she's on Facebook, Deborah Fain. If you have any questions, hello to everybody that's joined us. Harry Wallace, hey Joey, what's up, Miss Marilyn? So good to see you, Michelle. Hey, girl, Diana. Hey, lady, Miss Mavis, Tony. Tony's so crazy. All these children need is a pop in the mouth. We survived. <laughs> and Tony is one that loved the kids. The kids love her. Uh, Tina, good to see you. And Gail, thank you again. And again, Deborah, thank you so much for joining us. That's the end of it. We're going to wrap it up our live sec, uh, our sec live segment. So we'll see you the next time.
Okay, as we have done all year long, our September theme characteristic that we are focusing on this month is empathy. So maybe you or myself, I've never experienced foster care or being separated from our families for any amount of time. Um, but at the, at the very least, we can show empathy for our foster children who do. And how do we do that? We do that by opening our hearts and homes to them. And once we've done that, we have to understand that their experience is different from ours. That's showing that empathy to say, well, they shouldn't feel like this. They need to do this. We're looking at things from a trauma lens. And it's easy to say that about what a 12-year-old who has been moved from home to home in the past year should do and how they should behave comparing that 12-year-old to your 12-year-old that you birthed and raised. There is a huge difference. And all the children that we've come across, there are so many things that, most of the things that they've experienced, I've never experienced. However, I make it an intentional habit to show them empathy. One of my famous words that I'll say, lines that I'll say, and I got that from Ayala Van Zandt, who's a amazing therapist, spiritual person, I really, really appreciate her. She would say to the people on her TV show, that must have been hard for you. And that's what I do with my kids. They get to talking about different things. And I don't even know if it's always true because sometimes they could, you know, be adding a little salt and pepper to it. But that's not my place to, to, to judge that or anything. And I'll just sit and listen. And I'll say, you know what? That must have been hard for you. And I just look at them and pause and they just said, yeah. And that right there goes a long way. I've coached even some of our staff who may have experienced what these kids have experienced. Don't go into your life story with these kids. We don't need both of y'all escalated and triggered. Uh-uh. You could say, you know what? I understand exactly what, you're, what you've experienced. But don't go into everything you've experienced. Again, they're only 12. You're 35 years old. And so, <laughs> so this month, show some empathy specifically to our children in foster care. And maybe it's an adult who was in foster care. Show some empathy. Okay. Everybody's experience is so different from yours. All right. So September theme, empathy. All right. That is our podcast for the day. If you would like to become a foster parent, please check us out, jmckids.com and talk to us about how you would love to be a foster parent. Email us at fosters at jmckids.com. We'll be happy to talk to you about you becoming a foster parent. Also, we are in a hiring frenzy. We're hiring for each one of our houses as well as case aid support, direct care support, um, as well as subcontractors for our family time services. So please hit us up. We have jobs out there if you want to do part-time or full-time, and maybe you feel like that's the way you can make your difference with these foster children. We'll be glad to make you a part of our village, all right? Thank you again. This has been Trelane Davis from Trey's Table Talks representing JMC, James Matthew Commission. Thank you.